Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists. That was Beer Happy, the smash summer hit from Kitchener's own Griffin Brothers, who just happened to be my very special guest this week. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ. You've got to love yourself before you love anybody. 
My guests this week are two extremely talented musical brothers born into a very talented musical family. They are both singers, songwriters, and multi-instrumentalists. They've been performing on stage most of their lives. Their shows are high energy, fun, and extremely interactive. Please welcome to the show, Griffin Brothers. All right, so my guests this week are musicians, FAQs, Kitchener's own Griffin Brothers. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. It's absolutely my pleasure. So as we always do on the show, we like to get back to sort of the very beginning and start with the basic stuff. Where were you guys born and what was your childhood like? Uh, we were born in Kitchener, Ontario. Yes. Uh, where? What hospital was it? It was something like Grand River. River. So about ten know. minutes that way. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> born to musicians. Yeah. So I would say it was a good childhood. Like I, I had a great time playing, playing music, music, being nice. around musicians, playing in town. Some would say it was a strange childhood, but like I think it was cool. Strange in the respect of just the musicians and a lot of sort of bohemian stuff going on is that yeah like i don't know i say this a lot but like we didn't everyone we kind of knew was a, was a musician like everyone around us till we were probably like eight was a musician so like i just kind of grew up thinking that everyone was a musician like you grew up you joined a band or you started a band and like you did music as a career so i remember going to school being like oh what does your dad play and they were like what <laughs> that's great well i mean the world would probably be a better place if that were the case but uh but then, yeah, then there'd be true. then there'd be no audience because it'd just be all musicians. But I mean, be, yeah. be a lot of guitar circles going on, but nobody paying to nothing get in. Wrong There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing at all. Um, so I know uh, Ricky and I were sorry. I got to make sure I get the shirt thing coordinated. We're talking again before the show, and uh, you know he got into uh, drums at a fairly young age. Drums was his main thing, and touched on the bass. Um, and then Alex, what about yourself? When did you pick up your first instrument? Um, I started dabbling in guitar, but I like, I learned my first chord when I was like three or four. Um, but I think I like actually started playing and like focusing on getting better when I was like seven or eight. Um, and then more in sort of the terms of like learning charts when I was like nine or 10. And then when I was like 11 or 12, I started playing like my own gigs Right on. That's Sorry. One there. Oh, cool. Sorry, Ricky. I think you mentioned actually your first gig was when you were four. So. Yeah, we were with we were we were with our dad, and he was at the Grand River Hotel in Cambridge. No, we played at TJ's too. Oh that. yeah, it was TJ's. I was like two. There's pictures of a, so like my dad used to play in town and do matinees. Yeah, we were, so we weren't in bars like when it was nighttime. There were matinees, so we were allowed in. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Can- we were like, yeah, we would get on stage with dad whenever he'd play in town or yeah whatever. just yell into the microphones and hit everything as loud as we could yeah perfect yeah i, I remember there's a lot of the country bars especially were, were famous for doing the matinees that was cool uh, yeah a lot of shows or open mics and, and things like that so tj's that was the old uh mother's pizza i think wasn't it out by uh i think it was way back so, when yeah. yeah out by fairway road and it was it was a bit of on, on the rougher side. I mean, all, all the country bars were kind of rowdy and fun, but I, I remember that one being a little bit maybe, I don't want to use the word sketchy, but maybe more oh, of the yeah, sketchy. <laughs> yeah, they were, um, there was a crowd there for sure. <laughs> An interesting crowd. Um, yeah, like the Grand, I've played there too. That's a fun place. Uh, which one, sorry? The Grand in Cambridge. So oh, fun yeah. place to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it gets packed in there. But you're like, man, this place, there's a bar here. Like you just, there's kind of, 
you wouldn't expect there to, just the location. You're like, this is yeah, 20 or 30 years ago, and you know, predating your existence, maybe there was yeah, there was some interesting bars and some really really rowdy places to see live music, and you know, yeah, people doing lines of coke at the table and and bouncers tossing people around, and it got pretty rowdy oh. and pretty pretty messy, and and you know, we didn't have the drinking and smoking laws back then either, so it was pretty much a free for all. Um, well, yeah, like I was gonna say, like when we turned 19, like. I mean, I turned 19 like two years ago. You couldn't smoke in bars then. I turned 19 during COVID, so. He's never even been to like, a nightclub. I was barely allowed in. He's oh, never man. been to a nightclub. No. That's sad. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine what this has been like for, for people in their teens and, and younger. My son's 11. I mean, we had so much freedom when we were your age and, and so much fun. And you didn't have to worry about, you know, your biggest worry was maybe a homework assignment or something like that or you know, whether that girl liked you or whatever, but yeah, completely, completely different element that you guys have had to endure. So I would imagine the music was a big help through that period though. Yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. I played guitar every day for like four hours. And not only that, because I guess the music industry kind of evolved really quickly to deal with COVID. Yeah. So like whether you were like doing rights with other artists in person it was like okay then we'll just do them on zoom or facetime or something like that because you still get to talk to the person and so it kind of distracts you from all this stuff going on and you just get to sit down and write a song yeah i I probably wrote more songs than i've ever written in my life over that span lockdown and i've gotten some of the best stuff i've ever written um just because i had the time to focus on it and like really work with people who wanted to teach me the things i needed to learn so have you guys always been writing songs like i noticed looking at there's only the three songs on spotify currently and i think only two of them are sorry two of them were not written by you guys and then i think one alex looked like it was a collaboration with you and yeah it was me yeah Yeah, it was both of us okay sorry um so now but late as a songwriting thing something that's been a new development or has that always been there like when did you guys write your first songs did you write them together or separately or? um you started writing before I yeah i probably started in high school i took a songwriting course in high school it was like a songwriting slash recording course and i mean i dabbled in it before then like i always wrote i had a lot of problems like like i didn't like sleeping very much in, <laughs> when i was a kid so, like, I'd write a lot, whether that be, like, just, like, crazy mess in my head that I was frustrated and wanted to write down or general poem or song ideas. But once I got to, like, high school, I put it more in the sense of, okay, this is a chart. I'm going to write it to, like, verse, chorus, bridge, that song structure. That probably set in around high school. Um, I wasn't good at it in high school. Um, that's not, like, I haven't really... I think I focused a lot on it probably for about a year or two in high school. And then over the last three years, really, really focused a lot heavier on it. Take a look from my perspective. Either way, I'd let you down. So I decided that you deserved more you shouldn't cry cause i stopped trying but somehow i need to find a way to move on i've been waiting on a phone call that's never gonna come laying here in my bed wondering what i could have done i can't bother thinking and i can't believe 
That was She Might Be the One, written by Alex and Ricky Griffin. Do you have any recordings? Do you still remember any of those early songs, or was that just kind of a process <laughs> to get that just kind of a process to get to where you are now? Yeah, I, I mean, I have, I think I have a couple copies of them somewhere, and they will never see the light of day. <laughs> but they're fun to look back on and go, yeah, like I wrote. I mean, I remember a friend of mine. Uh, we went to an art school, so it's kind of weird. Everyone in the school kind of did something in the arts. Um, and a friend of mine was a dancer and she did ballet. And she was like, oh, we're shooting this video. and We need like a recorded song, but it needs to be written. So can you write and record something for this time? And I was like, okay, yes. And I said yes before I real, like thought whether or not I could actually pull it off. And I was already like, okay, well, I have to do it now. Yes. Um, and that was like the first full-on written and recorded project I did. And it <laughs> turned out not so great. But looking back on it now, but in high school, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then I got I got a co-op in high school at a recording studio. So that also helped a lot. The, I yeah. guess, system of recording. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and what about you, Ricky? What uh, Were you regular high school? Were you in art school as well? Uh, we, we both went to the art school. It's Eastwood Collegiate in Kitchener. I didn't really start writing until we started Griffin Brothers. So I was I was playing in high school. Like, I was playing a lot but i didn't i just kind of focused on that and i didn't really take into consideration writing and stuff so we started griffin brothers and i was like oh i guess i should start writing music <laughs> big development over covid and stuff since we started writing 
That's awesome. But it's interesting, uh, Alex, like you're saying, you're asked and you just said yes right away. And I think that's probably the key to a lot of people who are successful versus, and, and not just in music and arts, but I think in any field, I, I've always yeah. been of that mind. I mean, you don't get anywhere by kind of doubting yourself. You may doubt yourself internally, because like you said, you kind of panicked after you made the commitment, but then it forces you. And I think that's kind of what separates the successful people from the, the from the people who just continue to do it as a hobby or just to be dreamers. But um, I think yeah. that's a big step. I mean, I always love when actors will talk about how, you know, they, they're offered a role and they say, Hey, do you ride a horse? Or do you ride them? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then they're like, now what do I do? I got to go out and learn how to do this. But uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I think, I mean, you're always going to kind of look back on projects being like, man, I wish I could have done this or I wish I could have done this instead. But like, I think the best thing to do is be like, yeah, I'm going to say yes to it because I always wanted to do something like this. Um, and I'm going to do it as best as I can to make it a project that I'm proud of. And if later on in the future, I want to look back and be like, oh, I could have done this better. Well, I'm just going to do a different project that I think is better then. Because yeah. like, as long as you're still creating new ideas and coming up with new stuff all the time, you're going to stay relevant. Like that is this industry is just coming out with and experimenting with new sounds and coming out with stuff that you're proud of at different points of your life. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. It's interesting. I mean, we're very quick to put people in categories and genres and, and sort of judge people by their current work or judge them against their past work or whatever, but people tend to have short memories sometimes too. So, I mean, if you put out a stinker, but then you come back a, a year later, or a week later with a really killer song, people will forgive and forget pretty quickly. And they'll say, wow, this yeah. Yeah. So, it's a huge development. Um, and maybe for the benefit of the interview a bit, Ricky, um, or both of you can maybe expand. You and I were talking a little bit about your experiences with the bands that you played in in high school um, and, and the different instruments. Give us sort of a rundown on that again. Do you want to go first? Or do you, want to... you can start. All right. Well, ooh, we're starting with a good... Well, we'll start with, like, Eastwood bands. So we in grade 9 and 10, I was in... Junior, this is like concert bands, right? So I was playing percussion for junior band, junior jazz, and senior band and senior jazz, which is concert band. And then me and Alex were both in Sea Cadets, so we were in band in that. So I was playing bass, drum, and snare drum, and then later on moved to being a drum major, but that's not an instrument, so yeah, doing that. And then outside of like school and um cadets and stuff me and alex had a band called weekend replay <laughs> yeah that was fun it was cool it was punk rock yeah <laughs> <laughs> we played one open mic at bobby o'brien's yep and i think we played at the boathouse a couple times oh yeah months. that was yeah. fun and then played with jamie williams a couple times. yeah i played with jamie williams and then me alex my dad our and bass player paul our bass our current bass player paul we started a band just for fun called Family Table, and then I guess we played with them until we started. Until we started yeah. I um, started, I mean, I didn't start in bands. I started, like, my first show, like, professional show, I think I was, like, 12. I started with um, Kyle Wappler does Hot Boat shows. Um, I played one of his events when I, uh, at the Little Bean. That place doesn't exist anymore, but it was by Ziggy Cycles. Yep, I remember um, that. It was a nice venue, and I played there when I was like, yeah, I think I was like 12. Um, and then when I was around 14, I started getting into like high school bands. Um, we started Weekend Replay. Uh, I also was in 
junior jazz, uh, senior jazz, junior band and senior band. Um, I played trumpet. Um, and then I think I was also in orchestra for a little bit, but I was in other arts of, at Eastwood at the same time. I was in drama, vocal major. So I was in some choirs and some acapella groups there as well. Um, but then probably around like grade 11 was when I started gigging a lot heavier. Um, I was playing like three, four nights a week sometimes just with different bands. And in Kitchener, I played with Jamie Williams a lot. Um, I played a couple shows with Josh David. Um, I was doing the jams at the Boathouse. Uh, yeah, I just tried to spend as much time on stage in those like three, four years as I could. Perfect. Yeah, good for you. I mean, obviously a lot of different influences and experiences and, and genres of music and, and truly some multi-instrumental. Being a multi-instrumentalist um, really helps kind of grow and develop your craft. That's fantastic. Um, and I was at the Boathouse for a few years, so I probably and used to hang out there quite a bit, so probably saw you jamming down there. You mentioned, oh, yeah. mentioned Kyle Wappler. Um, I don't know if that's his. I, I went to school with, with Jim Wappler, and I think Kyle might be his son. Um, Maybe he's married to Brittany. Yeah, yeah, and they just yeah. had a they just had a baby. I think is that. Yeah, or they're having another. One. Or having yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I we're think we're playing the, a show for Kyle soon. Actually, he's a great dude. Oh, right on. Yeah, and I think we had another mutual friend. Well, we talked about already uh, with with Devin Braby, who was your CEO yeah, and, yeah. And, and cadets. Apparently, a bit yes. of a badass. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember he like scissor kicked something on the ceiling and i was like okay because he's like he's not a tall guy no he's a little right? guy yeah. but he could because he's a black belt so he could just jump and kick and i'm like okay you're nuts like don't <laughs> yell at me sir it's <laughs> a good way to earn respect i should have tried that in restaurants <laughs> yeah start kicking just scissor over. kick the ceiling well, sometimes they yell or throw stuff. I mean, I, you know, but anyways, uh, I don't want to digress into that. So getting back, yeah. and we touched on already. I mean, obviously, um, family was playing uh, music. Your dad um, played in bands and, and took you out to the bars and things like that. You mentioned a sister. Was she musical as well? Or? She will never admit she to it, admit, but, yeah, but she, she is, is a great singer. Voice. Yeah. 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 She, she's never been on stage with you guys yet? To... No, we're yet. trying. We're trying our best. But you might see it one day. And then you had the little guy out. Is that Callum, I think? Was that uh, Caleb? That's, or Callum? Yes, Callum? that's yeah. my manager's son. Uh, yeah. He stole the show. He was great. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah, he was fantastic. I wasn't sure if that was a nephew or somebody. but uh, No, it was my manager's son. He's a really good kid. Born entertainer, and he was there the whole night. That was, that was quite the endurance. Oh, yeah. No, he works hard. I he, So I went up to him at the end of the night. I was like, hey, man, how was your first show? He was like, it was great. Next gig, though, I need earplugs. I was like <laughs> six years old and he already has a rider. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, probably need some special colored M&Ms as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so your dad, guitar player, singer, songwriter. Um, yeah. And then, um, so were you guys always into country music? I mean, obviously it was around you, but was there a first song or first artist that inspired each of you or was it? It was a mixture of a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah. Country was kind of the main thing that happened in our house. Yeah. I'd say, like, my two, I don't know, maybe top songs would be, like, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, but also, like, Calypso by John Denver. <laughs> yeah, um, so, like, very weird yeah. musical mixes, but I don't know. We kind of, like, yeah, we grew up listening to everything. Yeah. It's crazy. 
don't know. What about you? Oh, man. Uh, I gotta have some. I think any John Denver song and some Johnny Cash tunes, too. Beautiful. Like yeah. Walk the Line. That's yeah. that might have started it all for this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a massive Johnny Cash fan. And yeah. Seen, yeah. So, Walk the Line is also a great movie. If you haven't had the chance, watch the movie. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times now. It's, uh, and yeah, I mean, John Denver, certainly just one of the great voices and, and, Oh, yeah. Incredible, incredible songwriter. Incredible songwriter. Yeah. yeah. Just really amazing. And quite a story, too, with that guy, too. I mean, flying those those kit planes and things, which is eventually yeah. what did yeah. him. But, he wrote uh, a song called Leaving on a Jet Plane, and he literally left on a jet plane and never yeah. came back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, what a way to go. It's not a joke. That's terrifying. You can't, like, I'm going to write a song, and that's going to be how I die now. <laughs> Yeah, well, who who'd have known? Well, I mean, plane crashes, small plane crashes aren't that uncommon for for musicians, at least back in the day. I mean, you know, there's certain Brandy things. Road, you, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember when that happened, and I had just seen them uh, maybe shortly before the year before at the center in the square. And they really? supported their first album. Yeah, I mean, Randy Rhodes was just incredible. Incredible. So first album had come out, and they're just starting to play some songs from the second album at that show, and then you're thinking, wow, and then that happened you geez 24 yeah. and so much more yeah, than yeah. I would say. um and then schooling education behind beyond that you guys high school is where it stopped and music is now the thing right yeah yeah that was we, i went right into it well to be fair in cadets we went to summer camp specifically for music yeah so like i studied music it's not like i studied it in school all year round like i probably studied music from like 14 every single month of every year in different formats, whether it was marching school, like I did school from September till June. And then we went from, went to camp from like the end of June till the end of August to like the middle of August, which we specifically just studied music for. Um, So we probably did that till we were like 17. So it might be a good time to, uh, you guys got the guitars tuned up. Do you guys want to play a tune for us? Sure. Uh, no, I just forgot the words actually. I did. Uh, you can you can rewrite it as you go. Yeah. Yeah. This one isn't out yet. But it's no, coming. It's not. It is. It's the next one. Um it's called Full Stop. Yeah. Uh and it's probably one of my favorite songs so far. I love this song. One, two, three, four. Put my face down in my phone Wasn't even looking for a number From somebody who paused the world around me Sidewalk stumbling Walking home from work again Song played in my head you can crash and in There was nothing that could slow me down But I could barely breathe right now Got me frozen full stop. Swear I didn't see the mic drop. Spun me around and I came undone. Walk away because I just can't run. Red light dead in my tracks, no turning back on a car. Yeah, I think I love you full stop. Excuse me, 
I apologize. I was lost up in your eyes, didn't see it coming. Girl, I said I wasn't trying to make you actually call it luck or call it big, but this feels like a moment we should keep a hold of. Cause I don't even know your name, still you got me frozen full stop. Swear I didn't see the mic drop. Spun me around and I came undone. Walk away cause I just can't run. Red light dead in my tracks, no turning back I caught. Yeah, I think I'll stop what I'm doing, cancel my plans. I until you're taking my hand. Yeah, I think I love you full stop. Swear I didn't see the mic drop. Spun me around and I came undone. Walk away, cause I just can't run. Red light dead in my tracks, no turning back I caught. Like a deer in the headlights, staring stuck tied up in knots. Yeah, I think I love you full stop. I think I love you full stop. Yeah, great tune. That's awesome. Thank you. One of the things that really stands out for me with you guys, and I'm sure you've heard it, the harmonies are just killer. Um, and there's there's something, you. you know, I mean, you got great people who just click and harmonize like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but there's nothing better that when when siblings sing. I mean, like the Everly Brothers. Because yeah. they have yeah. the same genetics same voice yeah there's just a magic there with the harmonies and singing along with your dad uh on friday night was great as well is he going Thank to be you. on you does he work or play on any of the records or recordings with you i know you had him doing the not yet we're trying we're to think about we're, it we're, yeah. we're gonna try and get him on one. <laughs> that'd be cool yeah i mean yeah i know you got him doing the sound and, and he brings all the gear and uh, is he managed or you got a separate manager as well no we don't have any management right now no, no, no. um yeah he comes and helps us out with sound because he's better at it than me. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, one of the questions I always like to ask is, you know, when did you realize you wanted to do music full time? And was that always a plan? Is there any plan B? But it doesn't really seem, I mean, you guys have been playing pretty much out of the womb and music all <laughs> around you and all your education and all your time and all your energy has been playing and writing and learning and listening I mean, was there ever a point where you kind of wanted to do something else or is it just always, man, we're doing music and this is it? Uh, I mean, there was other stuff in the music industry that I wanted to do. Sure. Um, but like not, I mean, playing and being on stage kind of always things revolved around that. Uh, like I'm not like, if I wasn't a musician, I'd be a great homeless dude. <laughs> I can't use a laundry machine, my man. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not cut out for this like. <laughs> So, um, music no, all we got. Like I, yeah. like I really like recording. I like engineering stuff, like engineering um, studio sessions, and I also like doing the post audio stuff. 
Um, I've been really lucky. I've gotten to work with guys like Jason Barry, Chris Coleman of Studio A, um, Sean Moore. That, like, they teach me a ton of stuff. So, like, the whole recording side of things is is a fun world that I want to get into in other sides, but I still want to be playing and being on stage. Nice. Yeah, Jason's Jason's brilliant. I, I had the pleasure. Great. I, I haven't seen him in many, many years since he kind of, before he took off, um, I got to know him and Jamie Warren used to come out and jam with us uh, at O'Toole's back, back in the early 90s. And uh, yeah, I mean, couldn't believe it. I mean, just incredible guitar player and those guys together. In the early 90s, what yeah. he was playing for my dad. Oh, yeah, seriously? Oh, yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah, well, I know My he... dad brought him out from New Brunswick for the first time. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm wondering if we maybe even had cross paths with your uh, with your dad at some point. But yeah, we had a jam. Oh. We had a jam night at O'Toole's. Uh, it would have been around '91 to '93 uh, every Sunday night. So yeah, check with him. See if maybe. <laughs> it's a small world in the music industry. There's yeah, no that way. would that would overlap. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Um, so upcoming projects and events. So is there pro- a plan for a full CD or an EP or what's the next step? recording wise uh we're not too sure how we're gonna release things yet but we're recording a ton of stuff a ton yeah like (laughs) there's a lot of music that will be coming out but we're just not too sure how we want to release it yet yeah like it's a lot of content so we want to make sure we do it justice with how we release it and make sure it doesn't just kind of get eaten up too quickly like that is one of the things in the music industry is like doesn't matter how much content you put out you put out 30 songs those th- give it three months and those 30 songs they want new ones right yeah. so it's like well can you put out seven songs and leave that out for a month and a half and do that however many times right yeah and, so it's and just it, kind of seeing what things work what doesn't work i mean that's also the thing of being new right like we're just trying all this stuff for the first time ourselves sure well, that's great and and how active are you i know you guys are on instagram uh facebook uh are you on all the streaming sites and are you like doing tiktok and things like that or some of the newer platforms yeah we dabble on tiktok we haven't done tiktok in a while but our tiktok is like it goes pretty well people seem to like it we just get to be goons we don't really relate it too hard to music we just kind of be uh silly there's a few music tunes on there but we like being silly um (laughs) but yeah i mean we're on everything all like streaming platforms we're on um and then like um rust on it and beer happy has radio releases behind them um this next one will be going out to everything as well and going to radio as well right on so yeah two things we'll give you a chance to kind of plug exactly what all your socials are on your website and stuff but um yeah the entertainment part of it um and it really is a show i mean when you come out to see you guys on stage i mean there's there's a spontaneity and there's a camaraderie and there is some silliness and some fun going on interacting (laughs) with with each other and the audience and um you know it's and but the playing is serious i mean you guys are singing your asses off and playing your asses off and the songs are great and the band is great but how important to you is it to, to sort of be yourselves and just make it you know more real and entertaining and silly and fun that's what it's all about yeah i'm glad like you think that because <laughs> we're on there going holy crap did we look stupid <laughs> but like i think i don't know like especially when people haven't really had a chance to see live music yet. Like I think there's just like a fun element to being at a show or being where a band likes, like, I think part of being a good band is making sure that the crowd or the people you're entertaining are having a good time. Um, And I think there's some sort of irreplaceable 
side of just kind of being on the fly to some degree and like kind of making fun of each other, fun of each other and throwing jabs as long as it's playful or like making fun of yourself on stage. I don't know. Like we do that a lot. Yeah. We're we make fun of ourselves a lot, but I think if you can do that and it's funny and like the crowd gets it, then it goes over. And like, cause at the end of the day, you're, you're there to entertain and people don't want to see you just kind of play a list, right? Like they're hiring a personality. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, would I hang out with these guys? Do I want them to come over to my table and have a drink and say hi? Yeah. Um, it's also really important to like actually be yourself on stage. Because if you're on stage and you're being fun and active and playful and stuff, and then you make your way around to say hi to people in the audience or doing this, and you're just totally different, then they're like, okay, well, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah right? Yeah, so they, they kind of want to be a part of what's going on stage. And right. it's really important to make them feel like they are. Yeah, I think, like, generally speaking, if people wanted to go hear 50 songs, they would plug in their phone and press play, right? Sure. Like, I think that's the fun part about seeing a band is going, okay, are these guys going to be fun? Like, would I hang out with them? Yeah, yeah. you felt like you were part of a party, part of an event that was going on. I mean, and it wasn't closed off. I mean, you know, you walk in and it has a little bit of that sort of backyard house party element. Yeah. Uh, but it was professional as well. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you guys were exactly what I expected. I mean, I had never met you. I had seen you on Instagram and things like that. And some of the promos for beer happy. And I thought, well, these guys look like a lot of fun and, you know, and then you meet you and, and you're much like that and you're in the crowd and you're talking to people and, you know, and it was just, you could have just been somebody in the crowd until all of a sudden you get on stage and then that's where all the fun is yeah yeah that was awesome like i don't know if we're doing our jobs everyone in the crowd is drinking and have a good time that's where i want to be i want to be having a good time yeah that's great well you definitely you're definitely uh conveying that you're pulled it off um and then as far as touring i know ricky you're saying before the show you guys will go wherever anywhere uh you know alberta um yeah you've got i'll a go show. wherever so why don't we take a second, uh, plug some upcoming shows and then talk about your website, Instagram, you know, the sort of the official names um, where people can find you and, and keep up with you. And is there a, you know, a mailing list or something that they can get on and things like that? Uh, we're on. So for our upcoming shows, shows, we are in Niagara Falls at Big Texas this Saturday. We're playing 10 to 2. 10 to 2. Yeah, we're playing the main stage inside. So... Uh, we have a great band for that one as well. That's going to be a super fun night. Yeah, it's going to be the same bass player and drummer, but we have Ryan Kassar on guitar. He plays for Mackenzie Lee Meyer. Um, he's great. He's a great player. We're really looking forward to that because I've heard Niagara Falls is a party town. It is. So Griffin Brothers are coming. Um, after that, we're in Water. Like the week after that, we're in Waterloo all week. I think. Yes, on the 6th and 7th. Yeah. We're at Lana's Lounge on the 6th. That's just an acoustic show, so it's just me and Alex. And then we have a couple other private events in yeah. later in August. Okay. Um, and then might be making our way out to like London in September and possibly out west. Nice. I'm not sure. Wherever the music takes you. And then the, yeah, uh, and then the socials? Um, our main one, like, that you can, we respond to most most often is probably our Instagram, which is underscore Griffin Brothers. Next biggest would be Facebook, yep. which is, uh, I think it's just Griffin Brothers. Um, yep. Twitter is Griffy Boys, because that's what <laughs> our producer, Sean Moore, calls us. He calls us his Griffy Boys. So, yeah. that, so we just made that our Twitter. <laughs> and then I think our TikTok is just Griffin Brothers Official. Yeah. I will check that. 
It is underscore Griffin Brothers. My bad. Okay, so same as same as our Instagram. Right. And then the website's griffinbrothers.com? Griffinbrothers.ca. Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, well, I mean, I think we're wrapping up on time here. We'll hopefully get a chance to get you guys to do one more song. But before we do that, um, we want to take a stab at these uh, the 10 questions. We'll do the questionnaire. Uh, oh, yes. Made, made, I, uh, made famous by the French host uh, Bernard Pivo and, and, and uh, once again made even more famous by James Lipton on the actor studio. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, better, you better stretch for this one. You better get ready. Uh, we'll start easy and then we'll work a little harder. I don't know uh, who wants to go first. I guess you want to go, you know... He's older. You I guess. You're older. <laughs> oh, I'm oldest. I'll go first. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so, Alex, what is your favorite word? Favorite word is probably the. Just has a ring to it. Interesting. <laughs> and and, it, and it's and it's used in so many <laughs> sentences. Exactly. Like honestly, I like I like that it's it's consistent. It's always there for me. It's uh, it's a good lead in at least people hanging like it's like you're like the and then now now I'm waiting, but okay. Uh, no, it's just uh, yeah, it's, it's, it has uh, a ring to it. I like the way it sounds. The uh, I said it again. There you go. I'll continue to say it. Beautiful, Ricky. I'm gonna go with marmalade. It just sounds funny. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, it reminds me of a joke my buddy used to play when we talked about uh, people in certain uh, circles that would get annoyed if they used uh, overly large words and he'd say something like, you know, the biggest word I know is marmalade and I call that jam. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I call that jam. Yeah. All right. So what, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally? Turns me on creatively. Hmm. Um, I spend a lot of time just kind of like listening to music. I think when I need to kind of just like decompress, I'll put on just some random playlist or I'll find like an album that I can listen to all the way through one song after another. And it sounds really weird, but like I'll put on eye covers and just lay flat on my back and just like listen to music until the album's complete and not think about anything until it's over. And when I come out of it, I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm good now. I don't know. That's not, weird. that's not weird at all. That's how we used to listen to Pink Floyd in the seventies, and and there might have been some herb involved as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say that. I didn't know this was an all ages <laughs> show or not. Ricky doesn't dabble too hard into that, but no, Al, well, I uh, I on the other hand, Alex is. Different. I like all the herbs and spices. Alex dabbles every now and again. Well, the difference is in in my day, it wasn't legal. Now you guys have the benefit. Now of it is exactly. So, um, which maybe takes some of the fun out of it. I don't know. Um, Honestly, no. I'm a paranoid person, man. I can't handle <laughs> I'm like, dude, they know. They but know. now I'm like, they don't care. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ricky, how about for you? Um, honestly, probably just like a drive. Like I'll drive either to or from work. I'll just drive with no music and just not think about anything and just let my body take over, <laughs> take over with driving. Nice. And it just kind of relaxes me a bit. Yeah, I can relate. It's funny. I used to always drive with the tunes cranked, but now I find sometimes you just turn it off and it's nice. It's There's yeah. times where I absolutely max out the speakers in my car, roll all the windows down, turn the radio up, let the wind blow through your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, catch it's it. Well, you guys still have lots of hair. Actually, up until a week ago, I did too. But For now. 
Yeah. Well, well, the hair, when you get older, the hair goes and so does the hearing. So take it easy. But um, that's uh, why I wear protection at shows. I noticed that actually. I, I was impressed. Um, we never thought about that back in the day. Um, so what turns you off? Creatively? Oh, just in general, in life, anything oh. at all. Ignorance. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, in like any sense, man, like, um, if I don't know what I'm talking about, like, I'll say that right in front of like, dude, I have no education on this topic. This is like, I'll like, I'll discuss it with you, but like, don't take anything I say seriously. But yeah. when you have people who are like, nope, this is true. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of people these days, especially <laughs> the last year or two who really, I mean, you know, deal in, in, in untruths and, and propaganda and bullshit and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I also don't think there's just so, there's so many things that it's like, why do you, there's so many other things to like about people. Why do you got to sit there and talk about the things you don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, Ricky, what about for you? <laughs> um, probably just like really loud, annoying noises. You know, like, like a high-pitched, like, squeak or like the sound of alex's voice it's just other things like that yeah how the truth comes out yeah i got a button on the side of my head that he pushes when i talk too much yeah like, hey, stop it i've had enough <laughs> all right i have a work account actually i can't hit over i think it's over 800 yeah we lowered it it used to be 11 but still drove that's why i have my clicker going all day just because he never stops he counts Perfect. that's yeah. awesome uh favorite curse word I don't know if I can say it on. I don't think you can because my mom's in the other room. Um, uh, you can give us a hint, or you can abbreviate it. You can say it. I can always bleep it out, but uh, I oh, if you bleep it out, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Yeah, like okay, you can say it. We say it a fair amount, can not you, to not around like a lot of people, but we call each other it all the time. Yeah, if you can bleep it, mom, plug your ears. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> um. What sound or noise do you like? No, no, <laughs> nothing to say about that. It's just like, this is my favorite one. Well, it, it, it was funny because um, I just did an interview uh, recently um, and it was, that was their least favorite word. Um, and they, oh. didn't want, they didn't want to say it, but they gave the abbreviated, uh, you know, see you next Tuesday. Um, I don't like calling people. Like if you're no. serious, you can't actually call no. someone that. Right. Like I just call him it because he's, because I know it's a joke. Yeah. Among, among brothers, everything is fair. Exactly. Yeah. A good kick in the arse. Like that's not like that's a word you pull out very frequently or like very hush, carefully hush. with who you're. You got to pick your audience carefully for that one. But if it's just him, yeah, that's that's honestly his his middle name. Yeah. <laughs> right on the birth certificate. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Do I love? Um. I look at the cottage. I will sit in our sun porch and yeah. just listen to the rain come down onto all the trees. That is like, that'll knock me right out. Great sound. Either that or also at our cottage, we have a lot of loons. So you'll just sit out on the dock and just hear them just make their noise. And or it's the just, wolves. Or the wolves. There's also wolves up there and they howl and stuff and it's really nice. Perfect Canadian just answer. All right. Uh, and what sound or noise do you hate? Alex's voice. Ricky, yeah, Ricky already said. <laughs> um, Seems to be a pattern here. When what? you're up at the on the lake or just like somewhere you find your 
like quiet for the most part, like on a lake or like in the woods or something. And then there's just like a random car that's just like really loud, just mm. whips past or a boat or whatever it happens to be. No, I don't work It annoys the children's screen. That is like that. I have to say that is like if I'm 21 years old. I'm a 21 year old yeah. man, young man. I don't know. If they're screaming because they're hurt, then it's, it's different. different. But, but like, it's just random screaming. No yeah, way. like when they're walking down the hall in the mall, yeah. and just screaming at the top of their lungs because they want to. Nope. Least favorite sound. Yeah, or that. I wish pitch. there were a golden buzzer for least favorite sound. I agree. Or that high pitch scream. I, I outlawed that with my kid years ago. I said, I, it's I always little boys that do that. Yeah. <laughs> little girls can't scream that high. All right. So what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Or is there one? Um, this is super lame, but I'd love to be in a musical. I think that'd be oh, so yeah. cool if I could like be like an actor. I wouldn't want to be like a lead. I ain't that good. I like would not be good enough at acting, but I could be like in the chorus. I'd do that. Same for you, Ricky, or something different. Mm. I don't think I'm good at anything else. <laughs> this is I can it. cut grass pretty good. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, you know, and I could see the Griffin Brothers music on about 20 years. Like, once you guys become huge stars, and then it's kind of your retirement thing. So maybe that leads to another question. I mean, if, if there was a Griffin Brothers musical, who would you guys want to play you? Want to play me? Play me. Ooh. Oh, man. Who would do? Honestly, Sarah Jessica Parker would probably do a really good Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would kill it. I like Mark Wahlberg. He's, Get out of here. You yeah. can't have Mike sure Wahlberg. Can. Mark Wahlberg. No, you can have Jonah like, Hill. All right, I'll take Jonah. Or Seth Rogen or something. Seth Rogen. Honestly, yeah, I'd, I'd say Seth Rogen or Sarah Jessica Parker to play me. Yeah. And then. Because they look the same, right? Yeah, I'll sure. take Jonah Hill. Sarah Jessica Parker looks more like me. But Seth Rogen and I definitely are more. The, the, I'm, we're on the same wavelength. Well, hey, I think he consumes a lot of pot. So. Yep. <laughs> Um. All right. What what profession would you absolutely not like to do? Roofing. <laughs> roofing. We were up at our cottage, helping my papa put up, like redo the roof with the shingles and all that stuff, and it was so hot. Yeah, I no. couldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. I my brother did that job, and I've seen people out in the summertime doing that. I don't know how they survive, man. We both are like we've both done trades. I just will not do roofing. Yeah. It's, it's a good, I think that's a good choice. All right. I last, applaud anyone who can do it, but I'm, Amy, not, I'm not one of those guys. I get a nice tan, I guess. But uh, um, And lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I know what I don't want to hear him say. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what do I want to hear him say? All right, boss. Like, you lived I You had a fun life. I want to hear him be like, Good job down there, champ. Or yeah, like, like that. <laughs> like I want, I want like a coming off the court, like, like a pat on the bum. Good job, sport. Yeah, that was a good game. Nice. Good game. As long as he doesn't go, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty sure there'd be a hell of a band in either place, so heaven or or the other place, and there'd be some incredible musicians that you get to finally oh, meet yeah. and jam with. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I prefer the music in hell. I'm sure. Yeah, the heat though. I don't do well in the I heat. Don't do well. In yeah, I don't know. Me neither. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it. I mean, it's been an absolute blast talking with you guys, and I can't wait to get out and see you play again. Um, why don't we wrap it up with one more song? If you guys got another tune you can play for us. Yeah.
Sure. I uh, should tune first, actually. Are you playing this? All right. going to ask you about that i know that you guys had written a song together so that's yeah, just a, that's a beautiful song all right griffin brothers alex ricky it was really a pleasure talking with you for this last hour and hearing some of your music and we look forward to seeing you again in the future and uh, follow up uh, when you've got some new music released and and good luck on the road this summer yeah for sure man thanks Thank so, so much, much for having us it was a blast yeah take care guys we'll talk soon see you man
think about them good old days Back when there was truth to it built to last through it Some things getting better with age Get a bit away on go a few miles on Show some pride now on what we made Get a bit of rust on it Get a bit of rust on it Like an old guitar gets better with time Brand new jeans just never feel right And a trucker hat ain't no good without a stain I'm still driving my 87 Ford Two-tone 351 on board The motor sings like an old tin roof in the rain Something about rust on it looks good Don't it makes you think about them good old days Back when there was truth to it built to last Things getting better with age Get a bit of wear on, throw a few miles on Show some pride now on what we made Get a bit of rust on it Get a bit of rust on it Get a bit of rust on it Something about rust on it looks good But it makes you think about them good old days Back when there was truth to it built to last through Things getting better with age Get a bit of wear on, throw a few miles on Show some pride now on what we made Get a bit of rust on it Hey, what's up? I'm Alex. And I'm Ricky. And we're the Griffin Brothers. And you're listening to Musicians FAQ with Stuart McKee on CKMS 102.7 Waterloo. I'm drinking, I got the place. There's an open invitation to pull up and park in the shade. We got the cooler pack next to the barbecue rack. Lawn chairs soaking them blue skies back. No better than that. We're getting buzz like freshmen in the weekend sun, digging deep into the ice. Grab the coldest ones, hear the crack, make them last. Is the first sip of summer chillax? We got the red solar blue and that pre party flow. Steve Earl blasting through a 12 inch car. 
Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists. 